This next episode is actually a clip from a masterclass that I hosted earlier this year. It was a two-day masterclass focusing on how to finish strong in 2023. When I sat down and I planned for November's content and what would impact you the most, I came back to this. And instead of recreating it and missing some of the nuggets that I said in that moment, I decided to go ahead and clip it and put it in the podcast. If you are someone who has already seen the masterclass, you can still dive back into it because we do cover going from basically making no money into your business to scaling to 20K months. If you are somebody who loves trainings like this and you haven't joined the sales society, that is going to be the place for you. So I hope you enjoy. If you have any questions, again, Raise your hand if you're at the zero to 2K mark, if you are only making on average about $2,000 a month. What this looks like is you are figuring it out as you're going, which is amazing. You are starting to really get into entrepreneurship and nobody, nobody has it all figured out. Nobody knows exactly from day one what they're doing, how they're doing it and how to make money. You are starting to sign some clients. This may not be at the price point that you want or the price point you should be at, but you are signing clients. You show up when you need, but you're not doing it consistently on a daily basis, or you are showing up and people are not buying. This is kind of the foundation of where most people start at. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. So if you're stuck, it's okay. We're going to change that. What you need to focus on is selling every single day, getting on your stories, showing your face, talking about your offer, building that awareness, hitting that 42 times like we've talked about. Salesy has scripts or there's free seven-day scripts, but really focusing on, okay, I'm going to show up, I am going to talk about my offer, and I am going to give people an opportunity to buy. So putting a link to an application or a call or anything like that, give them an opportunity to buy. What you also need to focus on is creating content for your ideal client beyond what you're doing right now. So what is a VA? What is a life coach? And with that content creation, looking at it maybe two to three times a week, if you can, to get in a really good place. Hi, Chelsea, to get in a really good place where you're getting that. If you are someone who hasn't dipped into video content, this is the place to start doing so. This is the place where you can start dipping into reels or going live or getting more comfortable on video because that's going to be really powerful. When you're talking about your content, remember how we talked about problem awareness yesterday and solution awareness? Your biggest focus is speaking and nurturing versus just word vomiting, talking about a lot of jargon, do you need hashtags or those types of things. If you're someone who is not consistently posting, I want you to get off this call and go make two posts for next week, put it in the scheduler and call it good. What else should you be focusing on? You should be focusing on creating a signature offer with package pricing. Hourly can be packaged. And if we get really nitty gritty into package pricing, which since it's a smaller group today, we could do some pricing audits if you wanted to, to talk through that and focus on getting better at the sale than offering a custom offer. Custom offers hold a lot of people back selling because what's happening, hi Vicky, is that you're trying to piece together this offer and say, here's what it includes and here's what it is. And you're not getting confident or getting that repetition in when it comes to that offer. And so what I would love for you to focus on is getting a package together. And you could have a low, a medium, and a high if you wanted to have three. If you are not selling a lot, though, I would say focusing on one package, one package and selling that package really, really well so that you can focus on getting better at the sales 
focused on talking to the ideal client, see what content is working, and then you're not focused on like, okay, what do they need? How can I piece it together? What does that look like? We're talking about, for those of you who are hopping on, we're talking about zero to 2K. So if you're kind of at that monthly, like you're making 2K a month or you're making under 2K, this is what we're focusing on and we will have the replay available for you. The other thing is, is sharing your story to build your brand. Raise your hand or drop an emoji in the comment if you have talked about how you have started your business in the last 30 days. Meaning you talked about, hi, Lisa, you've talked about why you got started, how you got started. You have shared any part of that. And if you haven't, has it been in the last 60 days? Has it been in the last 90 days? When is the last time you talked about your story? Melissa, you have. Yep on a podcast with my client. When's the last time you talked about it to your audience, your own audience? Podcasts are kind of cheating though, because they always ask you, how did you get started on a podcast? What's the first question they ask? How did you get started? Why did you join the online space? How did you become a coach, right? This is a very powerful piece that I see people at this income range and early stage entrepreneurs or earlier stage entrepreneurs miss out on. Ooh, Chelsea, do you want to kind of elaborate on that? She says, I actually really struggle to know what part of my story is relevant to my ideal client. I would, this is not something that you should be doing on a monthly basis. This is something you should be doing on a weekly basis, y'all. And this is something, you know, as we're going through it, I'm thinking about things that I can refine. Talking about how I went from $200 to 200K, how I've built this brand, how I've done this, because people are finding us every single day, right? People are finding us, they're following, they're consuming the content, they're joining our email list. And what we forget is we forget to tell the story, right? We forget to talk about, you know, what is that passionate thing that you decided? Lisa was a Spanish teacher. She decided she didn't want to be a Spanish teacher anymore. And she jumped into this. You know, this is where the pieces of your brand are really going to start to build. And that story, it doesn't have to be $200 to 200K. It doesn't have to be this monumental thing, but people are going to connect with you. It's so interesting when people tell me that they've heard my story and that with that, they have connected with me and they remember working those types of jobs. And that connection is powerful. So... Chelsea, I mean, it, it's kind of hard because we're in like webinar setting. Let me actually, can I, let me look at these. Do you want to come up and unmute and kind of talk about it and we can kind of workshop it here since we have a smaller group? Let me, what does that do? Being self-taught though, most of us are self-taught. And that's something like as a designer, I think there is a lot of mindset drama, but it doesn't need to be as dramatic as it is. Oh my God, <laughs> video, I guess. It's okay. You can turn it off if you want. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean, what I said, like, I just, 
I guess because like in my mind, my story could start, you know, back when I was a kid versus like actually when things started and like what part of my story do my ideal clients really care about? Because I feel like it could be framed in so many different ways. When did you decide to become a designer? Um, in 2018. Okay. What were you doing before that? Uh, I had graduated from university in something completely different, then decided I wanted to travel and then started learning design while I was traveling and started my business abroad. I would share that and I would share it from the lens of I graduated with this degree. I realized I didn't want to use this degree. I knew I wanted to travel and then this is what I've done. And then sharing the design, like the design, sharing the story of how you've been able to craft design and how you're self-taught. Self-taught doesn't have to be this like dirty word because to be honest, the people who do go to school for design, they don't have more information than you do. I would almost argue that they have some outdated information based on like going through a business program and then running a business. It's probably the same. But I would focus on telling that story because your ideal client is going to they're going to connect on kind of two points. One, maybe the fact of thinking that they were going to do something for their whole life and then didn't or getting a degree and then not or having a career path and then not doing it. Yeah. Lisa said, I could totally relate. She was a teacher. And then also kind of this like figuring it out through the process. And so you can start with just telling your story about like, I graduated and then I found design and I found that I wanted to travel more and here's the process. You could also take part of that story out and talk about how you're self-taught and one, you could you could totally out yourself and be like, you know, sometimes I get mindset drama around it if you want to. That's mm-hmm. going to be dependent on where you stand with that and how comfortable you feel with that. But two, also talking about how being self-taught means that you're more aware of the trends that are going on, that you're looking around, that you're not living in this rigid box. And this is how it's helping your clients build these brands that don't look like everybody else. Okay. I guess... I think I was flip-flopping between like, is it that part of the story that I tell or is it the part where, sorry if you can hear my dog licking herself, um, is it the part where like things really changed for me and like business started growing and clicking? When did you your business I mean? start growing? 2020. So I would talk about went to school in 2018 was a designer for, or graduated in 2018, was a designer for two years. And these are the things that have changed. So kind of, if we think about like the three, the three acts, right? Graduate, decide I want to travel designer business takes off. Here's all the incredible things that I've been able to do. I built this incredible business. I now live in this city. Me and my dog have a cool ass apartment. And then you kind of talk about where it's at now. That's one story you can tell. That's one brand story you can repeat. And then you can also talk about from starting the business to where it's taking off. So talking about how you're self-taught and how you've done that, that's a chunk that you could tell as well. And then if you wanted to include, because each brand story, you know, I have three different brand stories. I talk about starting my business and building it. I talk about deciding that my business wasn't for me and then walking away and coming back. And then I also talk about how I went to school and I got fired or I went to school for business, got a job and got fired from it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you can have multiple brand stories that you tell. It's just framing it in a way that they can have that relationship with and then working through and talking about each brand story and giving it the space, but not feeling like you have to go from like being five years old and being told you're bossy all the way up to where you are now. You can chunk it out and where the important part is, is creating the emotion and the relevancy with it. Your ideal client, you know, they're going to relate to the fact that they thought they were going to do one thing and then they didn't do it. Your ideal client is also going to relate to the growth in 2020, but also feeling very different almost four years later. And that's where it's like, that's the different pieces. What I would say is like the pinned posts that we talked about on your profile. Hi, Nikki. I would do one about like went to school thought I was going to do this. This is how I found design. These are all the incredible things I've done. Make it a very authority-based post. How many brands you've worked with, concepts, clients served. If you're doing any mentorship with designers, how much you've made in your own brand or in like you've grown your own social media. And then as I'm like cycling through content and building content, if I was you, I would cycle through the brand stories talking about going to school, talking about your business blowing up, talking about being self-taught and the mindset drama around that. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else want to come up and kind of talk through that? Since we have some time today. Any questions also around zero to 2K? So ideal client, pricing, marketing, sales, anything like that. If you're not at this range, but you have questions around ideal client, your current pricing, your marketing methods or sales, we can also handle those right now. Ooh, my issue is I work with beginners and I don't think that they have money to spend. Okay, so beginners, social media managers who are starting to build a business, your done for you services are not for beginners, but let's kind of think about like the context of being a beginner. There is a certain amount that they will spend. Like coming out of the gate, they probably can't afford 5K a month, right? Most of us probably can't afford 5K if we're being honest. However, I would start looking at what is the opportunity available and then what are they looking at spending? Not selling from our own pocketbook though, right? We're not selling because I couldn't afford X or I wouldn't be able to pay X and other people can't. Because the other thing to consider though is that what's a standard beginner program, like a one-on-one program is in between three and $6,000. This is something where we can get really creative when it comes to pricing and look at payment plans, look at payment options, I'm not going to tell people to put it on a credit card or loan money. I'm That's not what I do. But 
that is something you could look at. So if you started with a $1,500 program, that is something you would talk about in your brand. My first investment, everybody actually drop how much you spent on your first investment, like your very first one. My first investment was 3K. And I didn't have 3K. Like, I had 200 bucks. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this money, but it's gonna get possible, right? The thing I would focus on too for you is also when it comes to pricing, one, don't sell from your pocketbook and from your experience. If you could afford $1,500, that doesn't mean that your ideal client can't. If you're like, that is the program that I started with. Yeah. Okay. And that was probably what, like a 12 month payment plan. What is 97? I think that is like a 12 month payment plan. You don't have to offer $97 for that. Um, you would also be like at that point to hit a 5k month. If you're doing $97 a month, you would need like a lot of fucking people. You would need like 50 people. It is getting over the mindset of that's what I could spend. And I'm going to project this onto other people and start focusing on what is my ideal client learning? What are they able to do and what's the ROI for them to create? I would say if you're looking at doing a one-on-one -on -one coaching program that has two to three calls a month, it has Voxer, it has material review. If you want a low ball, you could start at $750 a month. If you want to sit at a really good place, I would say starting at $1,000 a month. You need to stop spending other, yeah, you stop spending other people's money. Because if you think about it, though, like what they're going to learn in that first 12 or 16 weeks with you is something that they're going to utilize for the rest of their business. When you learn ideal client marketing, pricing, how to send clients, that's something that you're going to utilize for the rest of your business. And what you're doing is you're saying, well, I can't afford it. So then nobody else can. Right. And that's not true. That is so not true. Uh, one of my clients, I'm not going to like completely out her, but she saved for years. She was a really good saver. And that's how she makes her investments is that she saved for years and she makes her investment every month from her savings. And while she's signing clients, she's making more. But I wouldn't be able to tell that. I wouldn't have been able to be like this person, this specific person saved for years to prepare that. And so that's the other thing, too, is that we think very much in the right now versus I don't really know other people's financial situations unless they share it with me. And through the sales process, they are going to share financial situations. If someone can't afford my services, that doesn't say anything about me and what I'm offering. It just says about their financial situation. The difference is, is instead of spending other people's money, I'm going to continue to sell because there are five people out there who would pay $1,000 a month for coaching. There are, you know, if you wanted to do $750 a month, if you kind of wanted to lowball and get your, your feet wet. I'm doing math and calculating. If you did $750 a month, you would need seven clients to make a 5K month. Let me plug in my computer really fast that alert so that's where it's like okay instead of just saying that like I can't afford it and stop selling understand that because there's always other opportunities you don't know where money comes from and you don't know how people spend their money and it's not even our job to focus on that what our job is is to market to sell and to deliver to our clients
what other questions do we have? I just lost it. There it is. There it is. Do we have any other questions? Raise your hand if you have another question. Okay, what do you think we're gonna talk about next? Two to 5K, scaling to 5K. If you are at this range, just join scale of 5K. There's your lesson, right? Just join scale of 5K. No, let's actually talk about it. What it looks like is you may be offering a wide range of services. So you're trying to make ends meet, you're offering, you're throwing spaghetti, you're hoping. You are still lowballing your prices, y'all. You are still lowballing it and you know it and you may be playing into low ticket to try to make that extra income up, right? You're showing up more, but not as frequently as you should be. And you are selling, you get link clicks, but conversion is another story, right? Who is kind of sitting at this 5K mark? Throw in those as well. Lisa, there might've been some inspiration when I made this slide. Um, not calling you out, but like if the shoe fits, wear it. Good news is, is it's like, I truly believe going zero to 5k is the hardest in business above 5k and anything else. It's just being more strategic, but like zero to 5k, you're learning so much about it. So if you're like two to 5k, you're in a really good place. What are we going to talk about? Selling every single day. Who is selling every single day right now? Raise your hand. Who should be selling every single day? All of you should be selling every single day day, Monday or Friday. Yes. The first step is acknowledging that you have a problem. The second step is joining scale to 5k and getting support around that. Selling every single day, Monday through Friday, you can do Saturdays and Sundays if you don't want to. This is building that awareness. It's also building consistency and you're starting to flex that sales muscle. You're building some good one. I'm talking about on stories, not in posts, on stories, getting on your video. Creating content beyond what is a VA, life coach, whatever that is. So the same things you're doing at zero to 2K, your content should be refining at this point and you should be posting two to three times a week minimum, y'all. Two to three times a week minimum. If you're not batching your content, this is your sign to do so. Raising your prices. Ooh, who here could raise their price today and still feel confident? the next time they show up and sell. And if you're saying no, that's okay. But who could? Say you had to take your prices up, maybe buy like 100 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. Now, if you could double your prices and still sell, you need to just raise your prices. But if there's that feeling of like, oh, I'm going to raise prices, it's not going to go well. This is something that you do need to focus on. So charging a minimum 1K for each client and working on how to make more without working more. So starting to take back some of our time for some of you that's moving into full-time business ownership. So shifting out of hobby and having it consume all of your time and being able to take back your nights, your weekends, going to the library, getting a stack of books and reading them. Establishing authority and leadership. When I say the word authority, what comes up for y'all? What do you associate it with?
people who know their shit. Icky. Chelsea, what is icky about authority? What if I replace that word with expertise? Someone who's listened to. So they have influence. I mean, the word didn't do anything to you. I think it's the online space. I would dive deeper into why you feel that way around it. The thing is, is like authority is a position in power by definition or someone who is an expert in something. So by being in this room, we all technically have authority to a certain extent. We all technically have some sort of influence, whether it is in a business realm or it is in the relationships in your life or the people you talk to. And the thing about authority, if you feel weird about the word change it out for expertise, is that you're getting people to listen to you. You're getting people, yeah, remove the power dynamics. So think about when people think about authority, you know what comes to mind for me first is those power stances that everyone has you do where you put your hands on your hips and you stand like that, right? That's not what it is. You know, Bill Nye, he was an authority. There was no power dynamic with him, but he was an authority. When they rolled that TV in in middle school, I'm showing my age, and we were going to watch a Bill Nye movie, he had influence over the learning and what we learned about. And even as adults now, he actually has a lot of influence depending on how you feel about him. When it comes to building a business that is big and that supports you, and big is going to be subjective to whatever you want it to be. Big is going to be very different for person to person and their goals and their lifestyle and everything. You are an expert. You have thoughts. You have results. And you probably are not speaking to them as often as you could be. You're probably not sharing about it as often as you could be. And that's where there is a really good opportunity for you to do that. And you are taking this chance of saying, hey, I know my shit and I have a name. And this is my methodology because that also allows people to come in and say, this person knows what they're doing. I'm going to position them in a way that gives me a solution. And then when they go to buy, it's not this whole like, are you going to buy? And they're like, I don't know if it's good for me. It's very easy. It makes it flowy. It makes it fun. So the other part of this is it's probably time to launch. Who here is scared of launching? Who here has launched PTSD. They're like, I've launched before. It's terrible. I hate it. It's gross. Or maybe you've had a successful launch and you've enjoyed it. You're going to learn I love to launch. I love to sell. I love launching into an evergreen offer. I love just a regular launch. Getting out of the fear of a promotional period, which that's what launch is on paper. It doesn't have to be exhausting, Lisa. We can make it really fun and flowy. Setting up strategically and allowing an inflow of clients is going to be really important to boost your income because instead of wondering how this is going to add up to, you know, a 5K, 10K, 15, 20K, I had a client who did a launch at the beginning of this year and it was over $200,000 in revenue and she collected $150,000 cash. 
these are the opportunities to grow. And so we find a way, and this is something we'll talk about more in Scale Up. Okay, Lisa, finding a way to make it work for you, not against you, but still seeing that income, still seeing, ooh, here's an opportunity to sign up some clients, get a program going. So for my two to 5K, what questions do we have? I had a super successful launch and then went into a two-year burnout mental health spiral. You know, I relate very heavily to the mental health burnout spiral. Even recently, going back on medication, I was, I'm going to talk about this in therapy today, but like, this is like the type A part of me. There are few parts of me, but the type A is like, this is what I'm going to talk about. There is a way to not create so much burnout and to spiral when you're doing that. But some of it could also be, and this is me speaking from my place without fully knowing, some of it could be mindset. For me, it felt really unsafe to collect a bunch of money and then be able to hold a lot of money and then like me have to feel like I'm raising up. There's a way to do launches that makes it really easy. It makes it flowy. It makes it fun. And it's not at the cost of your health, your sleep or anything like that. Can you do a launch as a service-based business? Katie asked on TikTok. Yes, you can. And I talk about that in Scale to 5K. Think about launches as like a promotional period. And because it's a promotional period, the really cool part about that is that you could be taking on a bunch of clients depending on what you do. And then depending on if it's like a reoccurring service or a product, like a project-based service, then you could be launching your spots. The other thing that I see when it's project-based for people and launching is that you're kind of launching doing one launch and then having continued spots. So I have a client who she is educational design consultant, really fucking good at what she does y'all. Like she is like, I see her being like the Dean of education somewhere. That's how good she is. And so she has a set amount of spots each month. And then from there, she'll do like a bigger promotional period. Is it worth to live launch opposed to evergreen, a low ticket course for $70? So yes and no, Lisa. I would say a live launch is going to give some really good brand awareness on a low ticket course, but I would not say that's going to be our biggest influx. Now, the interesting thing is with your audience, Lisa, is that like you may have a lot of people who are just looking for an opportunity to buy. And so if you're looking at, you know, can we add an extra 700 or maybe $3,500, we could strategically do that. The cool thing about live launching with that, if we haven't done a promotional period with it before, is that you can reuse that into like an evergreen funnel or you could use the evergreen emails, launch it a couple times a year, collect the cash, make more money. Launching does two things. It builds brand awareness, does three things. Builds brand awareness, resiliency muscle. Sometimes we gotta flex it and it does create income. And that's where it's like the sphere of launching, getting over it and figuring out what works for you and then also being able to capitalize on it. How we feel about two to 5K? Good. I can't see your faces. And if you guys are thumbsing up the screen, you're my type of people. Because even when people can't see me, I'm like, thumbs up, let's go. Talk about five to 10. I remember the first time I made $10,000 in a month. Actually, I wrote it in my journal. I was like, it's right here. 
Let's find it. Where is it? Might not be easy to find. Mm. I don't know if I can find it. I found it one time. I'll find it for y'all and take a picture. But I remember, I remember the first time I made $10,000 in a month and it was the craziest fucking feeling in my entire life. I was like, holy shit, I just made $10,000. Cash, not sales, cash. Going from five to 10K, which we're gonna focus more on in mission income. So taking you from 5K to 10 or to 20. What it looks like is you have consistent income from a couple of clients. So if you are someone who is doing above 5K right now, but it is not consistent, you still want to focus on that foundational piece first and foremost before diving into it. You're posting on your feed, but maybe not at the frequency you want. Maybe marketing is something that you do need to spend more time with and looking at strategically outsourcing some of the ops parts of it. You're looking at ways to grow your income, but you're spending most of your time on client work or client delivery and you're not working on the business you're working in the business and you know for a fact that you want to make more money. We all want to make more money, right? No shame. CEO moves, y'all. The biggest thing that changed my business is when I stopped just working in the business and I started working on the business. When I started thinking about where I wanted to be in a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, I started making plans for those things. And that's actually also how we're able to do so much is that we figure out what can I do? Where do we need to outsource? What does that look like? So planning for delegation and outsourcing on whatever scale you want, that could also look at like personal delegation. If you don't like cleaning your house, you could always raise your salary to get a house cleaner. If you want to be able to have your groceries delivered, this is where we start thinking about it because the other pieces is you want to spend your time on what makes the most money. There are things that other people can do and that other people need to focus on. And the long-term planning, let's stop planning 90 days. Let's start planning the next five years. Where do you want to be? Oh, God. In 2028? That feels so far away, but it's so soon. Where do I want to be in 2028, right? This is also looking at offer expansion, creating a product suite that allows for effortless downsells and upsells and how you can really allow someone to go through a suite and do lifetime value on a client, allow them to have an opportunity to work with you at all capacity, creating reoccurring income from more than one offer and creating scalable offers. Scalable offers are something that you can offer that it doesn't matter if one person is in there or if 10 million people are in there. These are things that like you deliver on the same thing. And it is so powerful for my coaches and even my consultants and my done for you service pros to have those opportunities to have that income. This is also an opportunity where you learn how to sell multiple offers at once and being able to showcase high ticket, low ticket and allowing people to buy. At this point, you should be selling every single day, y'all. And it should feel a lot easier than it does right now, it should feel like you know what you're doing and you're showing up. This is launching at a larger scale. So building launches that can have 10 plus people inside the scalable offers, being able to do post launch, being able to do down sales and really focusing on, can I capitalize on my time? So if I'm getting on a call, it's a group call and there's multiple people there. If I'm doing a membership that I'm not treating the membership like a one-on-one -on -one container. 
can I start building up launches so that when we go through pre-sale, people are joining. When we go through regular sale, people are joining. When we close the doors, people are getting on the wait list for next time. So really building this flow that makes it so much easier. Thought leadership. So at this point, if you know your shit, you're starting to adopt authority. It's also getting more visible. So collaborations, guest speaking, podcast, sharing more about your process and what you do and why, collabing with other people in your industry, continuing to share your brand story. This is where really focusing on how can I get more visible? I did this after I'd hit a 10K month. Yeah, Nikki, we can talk about it after I hit a 10K month, but it is something that is so powerful. We actually took all of my podcast interviews put them on a Spotify playlist. Any opportunities I get to collab, giveaways. I was just in a summit recently. Like these are things that continue to have one, a larger reach, but two, to have something important enough to talk about on a podcast or to talk about with someone shows that you are confident in what you have to offer. So if you're currently doing this and you're under a 10K month, more power to you. Just make sure it's not taking away from delivery. And... I would almost argue that you are closer to a 10K month if you're focusing on thought leadership than you realize it may just be pricing marketing sales. What questions do we have around five and 10K months? Who here, if you could make a 10K month by like November, you would like maybe shit a literal brick. It would be like crazy. <laughs> I would die. I'd freak the fuck out in the best way. Well, year's not over. It's still very possible. It's crazy when you start, like, making more money, too. It's, like, normalizing that and holding it and being, like, holy shit. Like, $10,000 was a third of my salary when I made $36,000. You know, most people... If they like got like $10,000 for the lottery, it's like we're talking about like life-changing money. And it's okay to say like, I'm going to do the work to make more money. It's okay to say like 10, 20, 30, 50, $100,000 a month is what you want. Because the other cool thing about this is that like this is because it's life-changing money, it's changing your life. It's changing if you have kids or your family or all these things. And so while we're going through this, I don't want you to like say like, oh no, I could never do that. I want you to really normalize and then like start thinking about like, I would die. Yeah, I should say, how can I make more money? I'm like screenshotting that. That's actually. And y'all, sometimes like, sometimes it's like, hey, can I go like help someone out make more money? You know, it's not money. I was thinking about this the other day and I know it gets woo woo, but money is so interesting because like 90% of our money is virtual. It's never passing hands. And there's so much money out there. There's so much money and that you can like, it's not like it's a limited amount. Like there's always more money being created. 
And it's like, holy shit, like, I'm not really limited to audience or to anything. It's just deciding that I want to make more money and, like, running after it. We don't have questions. I have a hard stop at 1230 because I got to go therapy. Therapy Fridays. Ten to $20,000 a month. Let's talk about it. If you are at this or if you're at 10 and you're going to 20, you are known for your products. You know who you're helping. You know how to create content. I don't need to teach you that. What this looks like is being more strategic with what you're offering, how you're offering it, starting to hire. You're becoming known for what you do and who you help. You have signature offers. You have mastered launching and can confidently fill an offer. And you've mastered content creation. So like, what's the next level, right? These are all the things we talked about at zero to 2K, at 5K, at getting to 10K. Scalable offers. There's a heavier focus on scalable offers. If you are a service pro, this could also look at agency offers. This could also be like hiring and delegating, but really focusing on scalable. Focusing less on deliverables, being in your time and thinking membership, paid masterclasses, micro offers thinking about ways you can serve your clients, ways you can hire, ways you can delegate. Expanding your marketing channel. Notice I didn't say this at five or 10K because I want you all to get really good at one to two channels before we like go balls to the wall. Get really good at one to two channels. So it's time to add more. Email sequence with opt-ins, getting on LinkedIn or branching out from Instagram to also adding it on TikTok or maybe you're on LinkedIn and you wanna bring in Instagram. Also bringing in channels that you own. So a podcast, your email list, and I would recommend a website. You don't need a website to get started. I will say that till I'm blue in the face, but I will say this. I would say at this point, having an opportunity for people to go and browse around and consume and those types of things. Bye, Lisa. Have a great rest of your day. Evergreen sales into signature offers. So you have launched it. There's enough brand awareness that you don't have to launch. You can focus on filling monthly spots. You can focus on filling retainer spots, adding a layer of marketing that takes a new lead to a conversion point and having a sales process that doesn't fully rely on you talking to every single person or pitching every single person. So this is your content and your emails. This doesn't mean you're going automated. And if you want to, you could use things like ManyChat. I am actually super familiar with ManyChat. At some point, automation is really good to bring in. But at this point, at 20K months, it's probably not where you are at. But this is allowing people to understand a really good thing to consider, too, is like sales pages. Do I have a sales page that takes someone from, you know, hooking them in, they click it, they're like, yes, I want to do this to a conversion point or a decision? Thought leadership. At this point, you're like becoming an industry name. So having a name for yourself, continuing visibility, podcast speaking, guest speaking, and you have a method. This could also be an opportunity to start thinking about trademark. If you have something like scale to 5K and you should go ahead and trademark it. And thought leadership is interesting because as you grow, people will ask for you to be in that room and you get a really cool opportunity to serve other people. Any questions around 10 to 20K? For the rest of you, if you're typing, what is your income, monthly income goal you want to be at by the end of the year? Reoccurring. 